Hey now, this is Marco Sparks. And I'm James Taylor, a.k.a. Benjamin Light. A.k.a. And this is Bros Watch PLL2. Indeed it is. We're back for Season 1, Episode 6 of Pretty Little Liars, Colin Original Sin, Scars. This episode's going to be about, you know, the scars we have, was visible and invisible. So this is the one that everyone messaged me and said, you're going to hate this one the most. I mean, I think it's because they go to Riverdale, I assume, you know. And I'm going to say something shocking here. Okay. You ready? Sure. I fucking hated this one more than I thought was physically possible. Hey! In my body. <laughs> in my body. More than the other episodes, huh? I, I I didn't feel like this was the worst one, but maybe I'm just so over the show now that I'm making fun of it entirely. Um, but, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty. Um, I mean, here's the sad thing. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a warped version of the conundrum we had of previous PLO. Mm-hmm. Good PLO. Real PLO. We hated taking the notes. Mm-hmm. I think we enjoyed doing the episode. We enjoyed this part. Yeah. I don't dislike this part. It's, it's whatever, you know. It's the three and a half hours of watching the show each week. It doesn't take me that long to watch it, although it does feel like I'm dragging myself across glass. Um, oh, God. I, mean, I watch I, one scene and my eyeballs want to be everywhere else. I, I do feel like I should make a confession. I like I only watched like this like one and a half times. I didn't finish the second viewing. Mm. Mm. Damn. Anyway, how are you feeling, Marco? How's it going? It's going great. How are you? You know, come see, come saw. Cool. Some highs and lows. You know. Hills and valleys. I went to that new Starbucks that, like, just opened. I've been excited to see it because I like writing in different Starbucks. Um, Did it open? It just opened today. The chairs are, like, they're not to my liking. They're a little bit too high. I'd definitely get, like, carpal tunnel if I wrote there. This is the one over by my playground? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. On the other hand, new, new Taylor Swift coming. Right yeah, that's after my good. birthday. Something to look forward to. Not this show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I was I was laughing. Just the, I guess the the new Carly Rae Jepsen's called The Loneliest Time. It's oh, coming out the same day. Wow. Something else to look forward to. You're gonna have the loneliest time. It's Carly Rae party. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> I got a beach house in Malibu, but I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into this episode, yes, do a little playing the bills, plugging the book here. Uh, my name is Trouble Book Three of the Troll Girl Text Series. Troll takes a holiday. It's coming out September 29th, two thousand twenty-two. As you may have heard, uh, you can pre-order on Kindle now. Hardcover and paperback editions will be available the day of release. We've got something special planned for those print editions. That was a pain in the ass uh, to lay out. I'm still working on the paperback version of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, if you want to support the pod, pre-order away. We've already surpassed the pre-orders for Trouble All Finds Me for book two. So thank you to everyone who went out and pre-ordered. We just like went crazy last week. Um, huge, huge pre-order numbers uh, compared to the week four. So oh. let's see if we can beat My Name is Trouble as well. Let's, let's make this the, uh, set the record here. Yeah. Number one, children's erotic mystery or whatever yeah i don't i don't make those categories i think i said it as like it's like fiction mystery and like juvenile fiction mystery or something but they're interpreting it as children i don't know mm-hmm. can't wait to get some angry letters yeah i know i really hope someone's like oh wow this is the number one new release in children's fiction let me read oh my god that is a lot of curse words which i i hope that somebody sees that it's number one buys it so buys number three in a series they've never heard of <laughs> before solely on the on this uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone who's gone out and pre-ordered it. Great way to support the pod. 
Um, as we mentioned, the, the paperbacks and hardcovers are going to be something extra special. So if you really mm-hmm. want just like a nice thing that you can hold in your hands, uh, we make less money off those, even though they're more expensive, but I'd say they're definitely going to be worth it. But if you're more of a digital person or you just want to support the pod, go go grab that pre-order for the Kindle version. We make more on that anyway. Yeah, and, I could uh, do all three. Yeah, sure. And um, you're made out those. of money. Go ahead. Yeah, these aren't rough times at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do get the physical one, send us a picture. Let's let us know what you think. Well, I mean, we can do some sort of something, you know. Yeah, we'll do some some we'll, kind of something. We'll, we'll do some because it's gonna the book drops like uh, the day before our last pod drops. So maybe we can do like a wrap up episode in a few weeks after or something like that. You know, you can always try a contest or something. Contest. We haven't done just like a Q and A in a while. Those are mm. all fun. All right. Um, follow-ups and corrections. I meant to run it around this by you before the pod, but mm. uh, we were just busy living. Uh, so I'm going to run this by you now. How do you feel okay. about how do you feel On about air. just spoiling who the uh, rapist is? Because personally, I feel like it's a little gauche to be like playing the like look for clues mystery guessing game about this. Let's talk about this at the end of this episode. Okay. Because I feel like, and I have all these notes mm-hmm. about what I think they're doing and what TV shows normally do. And of course, the TV show then does this episode, then does it. I presume it's down the two suspects. I just don't want to be guessing, I guess, is my yeah, thing. Because yeah. I, I just feel like it's fucking tacky as hell. But yeah, we can, we can if you don't want to be spoiled just yet or whatever, we'll save it till the end of the episode. Because I think there are some people who are doing one at a time with us i suppose i'm sorry um i mean i i i am curious and um, if there are articles i have not read heather's yet because i have not finished the show yet oh does she have am, one she wrote something about how the finale was a betrayal of the fans hmm, interesting i don't know who the fans of the show are but anyway okay. the, the bots who watch the show mm-hmm. but uh i've gotten a lot of messages from people who seem to hate how indelicate and insensitive the show just in general how it handles trauma and i've gotten a small handful of people who did like how it handled trauma mm-hmm. which is fine because everyone's experience is different and what, yeah. what helps them is different but i guess i am ultimately when we're done kind of curious to hear people who can speak on this from a more personal level i don't know talk about was this helpful was it was the show helpful? i mean everyone's gonna helpful? be different so you know yeah some people i'm sure it will be and some won't be it should be a conversation and not a, you know, on the mountain. This is, this is, this is the greatest mm-hmm. thing on trauma ever or whatever, but I don't know. All right. There's well, also a, a, an intro or in reference to the creator on this episode that I fucking found distasteful. Anyway, fuck this, fuck this show. Let's talk about it. Written by Pamela Garcia Rooney and uh, Danielle Iman, directed by Sierra Gloud, Sierra quote unquote shooter Gloud. Um, they seem to be like mostly Riverdale people and I think Pamela Garcia Rooney wrote for Selena the series so whatever this is really just a show to give work to Aguirre Sikoskiverse people Uh, yeah I guess so wow okay collect that paycheck I mean whatever I I feel like Vince Gilligan wanted to create a whole fucking spinoff for his people so they'd still have jobs I mean I guess I respect that all right, well, it happened over the summer. I'm just gonna just gonna dive right into it here. Learning uh, the tale of uh Tabby's rape. Fortunately, this one does pick up 
where mm-hmm. the previous one left off. I honestly thought for a while that we were going to pick up like a week later or whatever. And I never know with this show. Yeah. So Tabby says she was working at the Orpheum with Chip and this group of kids from school came in one night and said there's a bonfire party happening later. And, and we see Greg inviting her like, oh, you should come. It's in the woods behind school. I'm just wondering what time this is. She says it's at night. She seemingly doesn't leave with them until the movie is over. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess this was pretty late. Um, so she gets Chip to cover for her at the Orpheum. Like Emily, like Emily yeah. Fields. And he's like, you're shitting me. Why do you want to party with a bunch of meatheads and their girlfriends? Uh, and she's just like, I don't know, whatever. Go out and have a good time without your lame ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes to the bonfire. It's just like these kind of quick shots of like drinking and partying. We do see Sean there, I believe. That is Sean. He's like, looks like he's like smoking a J or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jazz cigarette. Or like, I don't know what he's doing. Like smoking like an apple bong. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, but... Tabby's dancing around, having a good time. Then she's like, starts to. She didn't think she'd drink that much. But then like, she started to feel, you know, dizzy, like lightheaded, and she just, she just like wanders off into the woods, and like she's like super deep in the woods. I think she like falls down, and suddenly somebody's on top of her. She doesn't know who, and uh, we come back to away from the flashback. And Imogen's like, "Oh, was it Tyler? Is that where I was mad at him?" And she's just like. Thought it might be, but like I cyber stalked him and he was like on a family vacation that same weekend. So it couldn't have been him. Mm. Remember Tyler, by the way, that character who died, that teenager who died in the last episode, who we will like mention once in this episode, and it'll be like several days have passed, and no one's like, Hey, where is this guy? Yeah. Greg's like, Yeah, my 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 bro got slapped so hard he mm-hmm. and whatever. He got Chris Rock so hard, he just he's not coming back. So, I mean, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Did you tell your mom? Tabby's like, no, I couldn't. I haven't told anyone until right now. And Imogen says, well, I, I don't know, you know, who it was either. I remember even less than you do. And, like, she doesn't want to talk about it, basically. They hug it out. They mm-hmm. both exhale. And then Tabby's like, anyway, that other way, I've just been thinking about my mom and <laughs> how I just feel like, will you come to me after school to see this, like, new person who says they know about Angela Waters? Named Joseph England, like he knows about our moms and Angela. It's gonna be great. This just feels like the the lamest reference to Robert England. But it's not England; it's England. So is it England? It yeah, sounds it's, like it's L A N D. Yeah, it's a, well, at least either that or the uh, the what's it called? The closed caption person didn't spell it right. Mm, that never happens. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he lives in a train yard, FYI. And Imogen rests her head on Tabby's shoulder. There's still going to be a lot of... There's a lot of just like... Like supporting and comforting Imogen. Well, there's that. But there's also just a lot in this episode of just like needle drop, like pop song on the soundtrack. We're having a great time. Like we're living our lives. We're cool Zoomers. You know, like I don't know. It's just totally the show is so weird. Yeah. It's like and, they, they only want it to like make these like celebratory moments of how great it is to be these characters and then occasionally be like, oh, by the way, I was raped. Again, as, as you and I talked about offline, it just kept giving me flashbacks to the episode of Riverdale where I gave up. The, yeah, this is, episode is very Riverdale-esque. It's like the, all the plot lines are just like it's just got, got real like theater kid energy, just like yeah. some after school special shit. It's like the laziest plotting ever. Let me just say to that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the episode where 
Veronica's almost sexually assaulted and then she steps outside to be a race girl, like a yeah. sexualized race girl mm-hmm. two minutes later. Um, yeah, so title card, boom, boom, Monday. Uh, we're in dance class. The fucking dance class has a tailor. It's like costume fitting for the production. Uh, Farron is asking this woman, Madam Clark, for more fabric for her costume. And why is that? Because she has a giant scar on the back on her back title drop um yeah so Madam like clark, has huh. madam clark never costumed farron before i don't know like who knows yeah. seemingly they would have known about this by now is this the first time she's actually dancing something uh kelly's in the background and i guess this is a black swan outfit it's it's no natalie portman black swan i'll say that although uh actress who's great who his name i forgot and i'm sad that you're on the show Mila Kunis. Oh, Mallory no. Bechtel. You're doing great, Mallory Bechtel. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Um, I wish you weren't on the show because you're so much better than this. This, this is a, not a great place to be found. Um, but yeah, so yeah, has Madam Clark not costumed her before? Is this how Madam Geary discovered the scoliosis because she saw the scar at one point? I don't know how dance class. I don't yeah. know how dance class works in general. I'm willing Especially to Especially this doesn't seem like a real dance class. I'm willing to bet it does not work yeah. like this. Um but yeah, so Madam Clark offers at a mesh panel. And of course, Henry in the background looks over and instantly sees the scar. This scar, which when we see it the later of the episode and she's going to dance proudly on stage in front of everyone with it, I don't think under theater lights you would see the scar at all. Yeah, especially at the, all. the dark light and whatnot. Anyways, Madam Geary is like, oh, I've invited the director of repertoire at ABT, which is like the Goods Ballet School or something. Um, like this is this is a reference we're all supposed to get. Madame Lorraine to come see Swan Lake. Yeah. Uh, and she'll also be in class tomorrow to critique anyone who wants to perform a variation for her. Daring and enough to perform. Farron's just like doing her weird smirky thing and looks back and smiles at Henry. And then uh, Kelly walks by, kind of like, you know, bitchy swagger by. And Farron's like, Kelly, wait up. Can we talk? I'm so sorry about all those things I said. Are you? What is going on in the interior mind of Farron? I have yet to figure it out. Her character seems to change from scene to scene as, for, as far as like what her motivations are and what she wants. Um, later in this episode, somebody will actually ask her like basically who she is as a character. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Kelly's just like, fuck you. Like the only reason you're still like on the dance team at all is because I like told Madame Geary not to like kick you out. And then she like stomps off. And then like there's this shot. It's kind of like fair and looking intense. And like, I'm just like, what am I supposed to be getting from the shot? Is she I, angry? I- is she like is she, like I don't know what this is supposed to be communicating here. It's like the weirdest expression. I, I got that she, she looks like she'd rather swallow her own vomit than say anything, and maybe she is. I, I don't yeah. know. Like I mean, I think I think about jokingly how uh, when J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan started on The Force Awakens, they went in room and wrote on a board who was Luke Skywalker. I feel like season two of this show, you get in that writers' room board, and you're just like, who the fuck is Farron Bryant? We don't need a season two of this show. No, we don't. We really don't. Coming out strong, in case you haven't picked up on the first five episodes we talked about the show, you don't need season two of this. Uh, so school hallway, Ash is talking to Mouse at the lockers. Ash's whole vibe is basically Fonzie from Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, seriously. He's going to ask her out on a bowling date. And he like he says, like, it's a date. And Mouse is like, like, she's like freaking out at the word. Like, I feel like we had this scene two episodes ago. Am I wrong? No, I think this is the first time she comes um she's like, so like excited she orgasms yeah she looks like she is finishing no, to but what i'm saying is they already did the thing where he used the word date and she was just like woo, date you know like i swear that happened in like episode four 
Well, didn't they just vape and make out in a bed on Halloween? Yeah. So like, I don't. Yeah, you've heard, you guys have already made out. Like I don't. I don't know. It's like I feel like this is the wrong place for the her getting butterflies over being asked on a date scene to go like in the timeline. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're talking. She's talking to one point about how the moms are pissed about the curfew thing, but they're working on trust. Uh, there's this is two scenes in a row where we cut to these like wide, far away, bizarre. Mm-hmm voyeuristic takes in the middle of scenes just a just to give us a cut that like i don't know just don't but the weird thing is that in this work. show that you always know when a is watching them because it'll like cut to a you know well i'm sorry i'm sorry before they cut to a it'll be boom, 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 boom. yeah so, uh, so it's a- school nurse right or no it's coach's class with the yeah, coach. coach's office with noah here and she's like, and the coach is like, Sandy fractured her foot during a trial. Do you want a spot on the track team? And this just feels like way too similar to Farron's plotline now. Yeah, It's like, oh, do you want a, a spot on the something, you know, the school activity? Like, it's it's too similar. Yeah. They really, like, I cut Farron, cut Mouse. It's just Imogen, Tabby, and Noah, and maybe cut Imogen. Like, I feel like that's where you got to go with this show. Maybe just have it be like, Noah, Noah, Tabby, and and like Kelly, you know. I'm into the show. I'm yeah. so much more into this show. Uh, and and thus none of my fan fiction begins. Uh yeah, so basically, like Noah turns down the spot because she's got some stuff going at home in spring semester. I'm all yours. And the coach has this this kind of even more comical than the mom later. Like this, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like face. Um, and then oh man. <laughs> Pittsburgh! Pittsburgh! It's the same exact stock photo. I love it. It is. Welcome <laughs> back to Schittsburg. Um, so we, we're in Farron's mom's law office. Corey, Sally, this law office looks fucking miserable. Like, they really like everything had to include the like show. the drop ceiling of the fluorescent lights. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's almost as if this is a set on a <laughs> surprisingly low budget TV show. <laughs> it also Jesus. does a weird thing where, like, at the end of the shot, the camera just starts like tilting for no reason. Like, I don't know. Well, what are we doing here, people? Oh, shit. Camera operator. You forgot a stupid Dutch angle. Yeah. Tilt that bitch. Yeah. So Corey has a box on her desk and her cubicle waiting for her. It's red with a note that says Corey Bryan. Of course, the A is red. So she opens it and there's something in there with a note that says some scars you see, some you don't, but they all hurt. And, and it's a like a scars. like a, a tattoo uh gun or whatever those things are called um with like blood on the tip yeah. and so flashback time to 1999 tattoo parlor and so basically what's happening here is like Corey and angela are at this tattoo parlor which like pretty sure i don't know maybe it's the 90s they could have gotten away with this but they usually they want you to be 18 if you get a tattoo unless you're like yeah. doing it on the dl um but she's Corey's like telling angela that like oh we're gonna get tattoos together it's gonna be so cool you should get an a for your name and i'll get my initial yeah, we're all going to get our first our first letter on our yeah. shoulder. And so tattooing guy's like, who's first? And Corey's like, oh, Angelo, go, oh, go first, won't you? Like, I'll be right behind you. So Which, that, this is a dumb, dumb prank, but come on, Angela. Come on. But also, like, this is the second, like, what happens is Angela suddenly looks up and realizes that Corey's gone. I don't know how she didn't notice the person right in front of her left. Like, she's in your line of sight the whole time. And now she's gone. But it's like, you you've already did the ditching prank in the last episode. Yeah. Is that all you have? Is that these girls just ditched her a lot? Like, come on. Like it, it I, this the the right the like the mean version of this prank is like the truly mean version would be like somehow Corey's the one with the tattoo gun mm-hmm. and like she I don't know, like draws like a dick on her shoulder or something. You know, like it'd be like some nice. mean thing. Like having an A on your shoulder, even if your friends don't get it, like 
it's your initial. It's not the worst thing in the world. You know, it's like <laughs> you can live with it. So, so she draws on her face. Yeah. And then Angela Waters turns to her buddy, Joseph Gordon-Levin, <laughs> says, I have a dick on my face, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. When he mentions Vaseline, uh, after I finished this episode, I, I was doing some music time and I put it on shuffle and I got flaming lips as she don't use jelly. Mm. And I was like, that seems like a better music drop, needle drop than some of this shit. Yeah. So this dumbass prank, Corey freaks out in the present day about how badly this she is, is produced. just extremely like flustered by this. I don't know why she doesn't call the other moms at this point. Right. Like, why wouldn't she? What is stopping her? I would go to something. I would go to every fucking person like you and be like, who the fuck put this thing on She's my desk? She's a lawyer. She would go to the cops. Like yes. somebody is stalking me. They've done this to like my, one of my daughter's friends. And, you know, they did this to, you know, the, the does, lady does who killed herself. Have, yeah. Does our office have security camera? I need to see all the footage. Mm-hmm. I, something. You'd think that she'd be doing something to like immediately figure this out. Um, we get an exterior shot of the school and every shot outside the school looks bleaker than the previous one. Serious Chernobyl shit. Yeah. And then it reminds me of like a John Carpenter movie. Like this is the Prince of Darkness church just getting worse. Then it's time for a subway ad. Eat fresh. God, the fucking subway in the middle of this entire scene. There's one shot, especially where it is so egregiously bad. It's just like, give me a fucking break. Could you guys be a little bit more subtle with your product placement? This is when Henry has to change his name to subway and become the human embodiment. Mm -hmm. He can change it to Jared. Hi everyone, Ooh. I'm the new Jared. Ooh. I'm taking it In, back. Insensitivity upon insensitivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so Henry and Farron are eating lunch together, talking about how showing off with this Madame Lorraine. Uh, she wants to show what she can do more than blend in if a gaggle of swans. And he's like, please, you couldn't blend in if you tried. And he You're says that star. she pops. Yeah. Star, she's a star. And he's like, then he says, I wasn't even sure that you liked dancing, which is a fucking dumb thing to say. And of course, this gives her an opportunity to be like, like, a, like soliloquy about she doesn't like the politics or the pettiness of ballet, but she's into the purity is, of the dancing. This is a whole is lot pandering. of tell and not show. This is a lot of pandering to your audience. Too. Oh, this this, is this like, entire show is pandering. But, like, but I mean, this is especially offensive to this actress, I think, to give her this horribly written turn. There's going to be a plot line later about her scar and where she got it. And it's like, none of this is earned. None of this was established previously. Like you could have, if you cared at all, you could have built the character to this point where yeah. you would like give a shit about this reveal, but they don't do any of that. Yeah. Um, she just tells uh, Henry and therefore the audience what her motivations are um, and how she actually secretly loves dancing. And he's like, oh, what happened to your back? Is it an accident? She says, no, it was scoliosis. I had corrective surgery when I was eight. Um, my mother had me in a tutu when I was sick at six. Sorry. Yeah. So she wore the the brace before and after surgery. He asks if it hurts still. She says nothing I can't handle. And there's a moment here where where Zarya 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 actually I think does a good job by like the way she kind of I don't know hides the amount of chronic pain she probably well, like, feels. If we feels had, more real and mysterious than the the dialogue about everything else. If we had seen her like popping Advil for the past five episodes and like maybe complaining about like her stomach hurting, you know, because of all the like the what's it called uh, NSAIDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if if this was like oh yeah that actually must be causing her a lot of pain and we've we've seen that throughout the show that'd be it hit a lot better you know. She's like, I like I how he, he specifically I can't shit, but I love the dance. Yeah, he specifically has to ask, like, oh, it had to be surgery that young? As though, like, 
who the fuck knows how old you're supposed to be to get scoliosis surgery? Like, this is clearly just setting up, like, the turn in the plot later. So, yeah, Corey's coming in tonight. They're coming to the class tomorrow. There's a bizarre moment here where Farron's, like, leaving. He's like, I got it. I guess he means cleaning up the lunch, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, if they want us to see the subway. Tell, but you can't fully tell what they're doing off screen. It just seems odd. Well, they, 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 this- that's when they cut to a wide shot, and you can fully see the subway. And it's like, oh, okay. Fresh. Um, yeah, so at a train yard, Imogen and Tabby, it's like snowing. They're walking through the trains. Then jump scare. This so is, much this so... jump scare is so bad. The guy, the guy says, "You, Imogen Adams," but it, like the jump you scare music it. cuts yeah. into his dialogue. You can't even like you can't yeah. even let the dialogue breathe. Like it's like literally drowned out by the jump scare music. I feel like they listened to a certain podcast that did a treatise about how the tertiary throwaway one episode characters on PLL were so interesting and realized. And they were like, what if we just had this guy name himself crazy Joe? Come on guys. Crazy Joe. He's, he's just like, I'm crazy Joe. Yeah. It's not like they call him crazy Joe. He's just like, hello everyone. I am crazy Joe. That's the handle I go by. I live in this weird railroad car. Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, so this come, guy lives in a train car. Uh, yeah, somehow it's warmer. Somehow the inside of this train car looks nicer than a lot of the homes of Millwood. Seriously, it's like somehow like, less smoky. Yeah, am know? I crazy? Like yeah. it looks nicer. Uh, so he's paid by the town to keep an eye on the derelict cars to make sure no one burns them because this is a Mad Max fucking world of a town. Um, this scene, this fucking scene. It's just like here's like this is such a like a standard mystery scene. It's like girl detective and her buddy go to talk to somebody a little weird to get information. Like there's literally a scene like that in the first trouble book. Like the way you do the scene Crazy properly joke. is you need, you need a little more going on. You need it to be character focused in some way or other. It can't just be an info dump, you know, like you need, you need an emotional turn here, but that's, there's nothing like that in the scene. He's just like, ah, oh, yes, Angela waters. I was in love with her and these bitches like took her away and tried to make her popular, but she couldn't take it. So she killed herself. And they're just like, huh, all interesting information. Bye-bye. Well, what's frustrating is that they get two bits of information in this episode that you could have easily guessed. And I feel like we've heard of three episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And then after everyone, Imogen's like, now we know this, Tabby. Well, they're like recapping it to the audience, yeah. But we've just learned this new detail that our moms were connected to Angela Waters. And I want Tabby to be like, yeah, no fucking shit, man. Like... What 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 yeah. are you treading while you're thinking about your mom? Also, it frustrates me how upset you are about this episode. When I want to be upset about this episode, I feel like I I don't have room to be as angry. If, do I seem angry? You do a little bit. That's okay. Mm, okay. I, I thought you seemed angrier. Ooh, mm. well, this is juicy. We should dive into this. At yeah. Some point so uh, does he mention Radley? Maybe is that? Do we get that here? Uh, I, oh, yeah, he said but... he mentions that the the mom. The mom tried to like kill a bunch of boys at school and she got shipped to lots of Radley Sanitarium and Tabby helpfully says in Rosewood. Yeah. Also, five seconds of connection by Elastica. I was uh, insulted on behalf of Justine Fritchman, the indie pop goddess yeah. of the 90s. Uh, also, how dare you use that song in this fucking shitty scene? Are you using the song just enough that you don't have to pay for Seriously? rights? Seriously, it's like, is that how it works? Like, I, I like maybe you can do a lot more needle drops in that case. They're like, we only use six seconds. Yeah. Uh, if I understand correctly, it's used over. I believe it's called the make way for princess trope. 
of the girls walking down the hallway in slow-mo is, is just one guy sees her. This is your 13 going on 30, your jawbreaker, your real PLL, the craft, and Mean Girls, where it's brilliantly subverted and parodied by Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, so it's Angela's on the arm of Davy there at the the head of the squad. Yeah, Whatever. so the, they asked this dude why Angela killed herself. He says Angela couldn't keep up with those girls, so eventually she came crashing down on white 2K night. So they asked about the, the mom. Crazy mom Rose, another just like creepy lady, creepy morning lady. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is with Riverdale dude's obsession with making like morning mothers look like weird freaks. Yeah. I don't know what kind of weird fetish you've got going on there, Roberto. They're so, all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, is she going to attack the girls with the knife? No, the boys. We'll find out why later. Um, so, so clearly young principal is that one of the teachers who stops her? Uh, looks a little similar, right? Like, uh, kind of beardy yeah. situation and glasses. Well, that, the the guy playing the principal has a look, and I was yeah. shocked that they found an actor who mm-hmm. looks relatively. Like yeah, him. I I guess that's supposed to be the same person. Uh, he was uh, the one who stopped her. Yeah. So and the they, girls are just like, thank God. Like it was twenty years ago. You know, like yeah, yeah. whatever happened happened. 20, 23 years ago, to be yeah. precise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like you mentioned, Tabby, Tabby's heard of Rosa before because Tabby's also been staying up night binging this much better show called Pretty Little Liars. Mm. It's on HBO Max. And yet she uh, can't drop any references to that, you know? No, no. This universe would break. Um, yeah, so Imogen pays the guy. This is weird that she pays him now. Like, it's never come up before that he wanted money or something. I don't right. know. It's just, the way this show, like, fails to set up and pay off stuff is, like baffling to me it's it's like writing one-on-one stuff that they can't seem to accomplish this whole episode it really felt like they like went to a high school drama class and they're like group project everyone we're giving you each a character and you get to write their dramatic like arc for this episode of a show and it's just because they're a bunch of dumb kids they don't know how to write and they just came up with a lot of really basic after school special shit like that's what the show feels like but worse mm-hmm. worse because after school specials i think were designed to actually help people yeah uh, so Tabby and Imogen leave. Outside, they're talking about the moms. They, they might have tried to adopt Angela because their mom, her mom was bananas. Also, it gets real fucking confused about when was the mom in Radley? Before? After? It seems I think like it, was it should after. be after. But like, so she was just garden variety crazy. I'm not, I, I'm not enjoying yeah, throwing I mean, this word I, around. I, but I like, think like daughter killed herself. Mom snapped, tried to attack someone, got sent to Radley is, I think, the but, timeline. But then why are the teen moms trying to adopt her before that? Because the mom was bananas then, too? Anyway, so say, Tabby, isn't your mom away at a real estate conference? Imogen suggests that they go to Rosewood and go to the Radley Sanitarium. Tabby's like, sure. Uh, the mechanism by which they'll do this, the double mechanism, is so insulting. Like you said... Anything set up that seems precious in one episode is fucking dust in the wind in the next mm-hmm. episode. But the school at night, everything's lit up. Kelly and Greg are talking on the stage. She asks where he's been. I mean, it's been a couple of days. He says that after they hooked up, he got chewed out by Tabby, who punched Tyler in the nose. And he must have been super embarrassed because Greg hasn't seen him in school since. And hey, Tyler was an asshole. This all started with his dumb video. Well, so, he's like, where have you been? Because it's like, I think it's like Tuesday or something. I'm not sure. But I don't remember like, which bump it's, it was. It's been three to four days, maybe, since they made out. And she's like, where have you been? He's like, oh, that tabby chick chewed my ass out. And it's like, and? You yeah. couldn't have fucking texted? You know? 
I had to go hide. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So he goes in for a kiss. She turns her head. He's like, "What's the big deal? It's not like we're cheating on her." So he asks if she even misses Karen. And no, she she asks that. Sorry, she yeah she asks if he, if he even misses her. She assumes that they both missed her, and that's why they kissed at the party. It didn't seem like they were just kissing at that party. Yeah, they were, they were pumping. They were, they were grinding there. There was and, insertion, and he's like, uh, "Maybe I don't miss her. You know, maybe, maybe I always wanted you because like you're literally the same, you know, physical attractiveness, but you're not like a total cunt. So like, <laughs> I like you more. You look exactly the same, mm-hmm. but you're super shy. You have crazy low self esteem, mm-hmm. and you're kind of submissive as fuck. Yeah. So, so they start <laughs> making out for real. He's like leaning her back. It looks like they're about to fuck right on the stage. And then she yep. kind of like pushes them away. Stop, stop, stop. Just stop. And he's just like, come on, you girl, busy girls like it rough. And which is just what the fuck, dude. And then she, uh, she's like, that might have been my sister, but it's not me, you horn dog. And you're kind of expecting her here to be like, you know what? This was a mistake. Fuck off or whatever. But instead, yeah. she's like, if you want a chance in hell with me, you'd better. And I'm like waiting to hear what she says. And she's like, be at Swan Lake in the front row with flowers. It's like, uh, OK, sure. That's a weird reaction. Like this whole episode's about like the kind of the, the scary danger of dudes forcing themselves on girls. Yeah. And yeah. we just had a scene of that. And she's just like flowers, buddy. Also, two things. His reaction as she's saying this looks mm-hmm. cold and menacing, and their sides do not match. I think maybe like he didn't know the cameras on him for that shot. Like that's how it looks. It looks like he's just like staring at her. But their coverage does not yeah. no. match. Um, so she dismisses him and leaves, and like boom, 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 boom. There's Pleatherface in the wings watching. Yeah, and there's then a just fucking course there is a strange cut to like another couple like grinding on each other, but this time it's like happy grinding order i don't know it's like this show doesn't really seem to know what it's doing by juxtaposing all these things i don't think you know you know and and it's funny how we overlook like just violence towards women but like when it's a murder show and a mystery like that feels fun to theorize and guess i mean there's just a there's just a difference you know i for whatever reason i think it's just much more emotionally triggering to talk about rape than it is murder because murder is in the realm of like fantasy mostly fantasy stuff you know and and rape unfortunately is not it's like something very real that happens to tons right, and tons right. of women you know but like so i want to make comments here like i'm looking at two guys on the show especially suspiciously but like you said it feels super duper gross because there's it just a feels whole tacky. other element yeah. it just, there's a whole other element it's not it's the like, same as being like ooh, clue to a murder like it just it the vibe is not the same at all well, plus you since in real life, you don't get reasons sometimes. You don't find who these perpetrators are. Some yeah. these things never make a kind of sense. Whereas a show, you expect it to follow a certain kind of logic. And then whether it's just fed or not, it feels like there's reasons. And, and anyway, my point is, I'm looking at Sean suspiciously. And especially, it's weird because, like you said, we get to this, like, they're like the sexy couple. Mm-hmm. They fuck. They're they're very amorous. They're very intimate. Um, yeah, they pause. Did you catch the He's, name of the coach? It's like Coach Desjardin. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm just like, is that like some horror director I haven't heard of or something? Uh, anyway, he finds out that the that she turned down the coach for a spot on the track team. And she's like, what's going on? You want to tell me about that? And she's like, 
Well, my mom got fired from the hospital for stealing drugs because I narked on her. So, you know, I'm just, I need to be here for her. Yeah, to keep her clean. Keep yeah, her busy. Keep and he's just like, this is fucking bullshit, man. All you wanted was to get back on that team. Haven't yeah. you given up enough for her? And she's like, yeah. you don't get it. Your parents are perfect. You have no idea what it's like to live with an addict. It's a disease. Can't turn my back on her. I won't. And he's like, whatever. Meanwhile, and, and, and going back to even more problematic storylines, Mouse. I was going to make a comment as I was watching the first half of this episode. I was like, oh, they're actually kind of, I don't know, dressing Mouse like they don't fucking hate her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we get to the bowling alley on, it's like, oh, they hate her again. Oh, they hate her in this scene. Her sleeves here are just... But so she's she's getting a FaceTime from Steve B. Here's the thing. You don't need to take this call, Mouse, right? No, you don't. You just hit that red X. But instead, she takes a call just to be like, hey, you're not supposed to call me. Like, you know, the rules, one encounter. That's it. You know, I I LARPed for your weird therapy session and and now you're supposed to go away. And he's like, I understand. Thank you again. Bye. And she's like, close her laptop. I don't know. This guy's so fucking creepy. We had a lot of friends of the pods who 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 either message us or whatever or, or tweeted us or what have you about how it seems likely that something happened to her. This is like a survivor's guilt where she's trying to help people in a, in a weird way in this very dangerous. This just way. I think you really nailed it. This feels like a Chuck Palahniuk plot, and yeah. like maybe that works in its own weird show. But when yeah. you drop it that plot line into this show, it just does not gel at all. It's just like what the fuck is this? Well, and and some of it is you have to be on the side of or get in the perspective of that character and mouse is a bizarre mystery to us Mm -hmm. the same way that i like some of the tabby scenes when they go to rosewood but where the episode is going it feels like it should have been more about imogen and i hate to say that well i think it's the fact that they double up on like the characters who've been raped it's i don't know i feel like they're they're watering down in a way not, yeah. not not that you can't you know that you ha- can only have like one character suffer something or something but like it's weird that like imogen's like oh yeah i had that happen to me too you would have never known it from the way i've acted in the first five episodes right. of the show right you know? right i don't want to one-up you tabby because i'm 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 one of the good ones mm-hmm. i'm one of the good white girls but like yeah me too anyway so so to correct ourselves put down the tweets title card boom boom, boom tuesday it's now tuesday okay so it's not tuesday so it's only been Three days since forty hours. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so school's nurse nurse office. Like Noah's like turning in her jar of her piss. Why is she still turning in her piss? You're all you're all pearl. That hot granny's peach tea on the the desk. I'm sorry. I want to see it in every episode. Were you just like, oh, sorry, I just got so used to peeing in a jar and (laughs) slamming it down at your desk. Feels weird, like old times. How we talk. It's like when you're so used to taking a certain exit to go to work that you like accidentally go there on your day off on like a Saturday. You know, you go up to the nurse and you slap down a cup of your fresh hot piss and you're like, "This is our water cooler." Did you catch that Seinfeld last night? (laughs) She's like, "Noah, I think we need to talk about this. You haven't needed to do this in two weeks. I, what do you want me to do with all this piss?" And why have I been saving it? Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole mini fridge full of this shit. Wait a minute. It's empty. What the fuck? <laughs> the last time I saw it was when I was talking to that guy from Rosewood and Ken something. <laughs> I'll buy this from you for $1,000 a pop. <laughs> uh, that seems grosser. I feel like it was. It <laughs> that he has to buy a- it? That he's not drinking his own? 
Well, yeah, when he's drinking his own, it's like, whatever. You're not hurting anyone, I guess. Okay. You're just you're making that face from Dumb and Is Dumber. Is he hurting Noah by drinking her piss? Is there something about buying a teenage mm-hmm. girl's used piss? Let's really analyze that. You know, Is that a violation? I guess it kind of is. Like, if you uh, found out that, like, you had to go give blood, or not, you were like, a, you know, blood test or whatever, you know, at a hospital, and you found out later, like, a vampire stole it, are you, like, offended? I feel like I'd be annoyed. I'm like, oh, I got to go do my blood test again or whatever. But like, are you personally like, like violated by that? I'm just thinking about your, your joke about mm-hmm. the vampire having tea. Oh, God. It's a bad one. You know what um, this show needs is vampire. So what if the uncle from uh, uh Raven's witches showed up drinking red wine? Here's what I'm saying. Uncle, like, right? I feel like it's been, I mean, I, I don't know. There's all this, like the originals or whatever that shit was, but it feels like it's been a minute since we've had vampire discourse. You know, like Twilight's okay. over, True Blood is over. Is it is it time again? So this guy wants True Blood. I believe I've read that in interview. Fuck this guy. Here's what I'm saying. As much as I have a certain nostalgia for it, because I'm a hundred fucking years old, just give him Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows just, is fucking made for his bullshit. Just give him like a one-way trip off a short pier, man. Fuck this guy. Yeah. This, let him give move him nothing. You've had enough. You've had yeah. your fill. Let somebody else make a TV show. He has quite a a CV mm-hmm. for how little it feels like he's accomplished of value. Um, the fuck are we talking about? Vampires. Pillow liars, colon, golden showers. Um, I guess the uh, the Buffy reboot or re whatever is, is sorry, it's is on, on, it's on pause. Yeah. It's on pause, which is industry speak for that's fucking dead. It seems uh, like a slam dunk, like just like a a blank vampire slayer, like sequel or whatever i don't know well it seems like it wasn't going to be buffy so it's like don't call it buffy call it something else the well, that's what i'm saying slayer. it's just it's yeah. blank the vampire slayer like yeah. whatever name you pick you know yeah, yeah yeah um anyway so noah says that she knows that what her she says to the nurse who again this was off screen thing where we hear about the mom getting dismissal from millwood general just as a nurse i know what my mom's from but I, I still can't believe they fired her I can, and you can too, Noah. You yeah. make the call. Well, then the nurse is like, oh, I know somebody at the hospital. I'll see if I can get her a job back. And at this point, I'm like, what? Like, we're, It's so weird how a little consequence stuff has in this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll call the charge nurse. Yeah. Which the charge nurse has got to be like, are you fucking yeah, kidding She me? was stealing drugs? That doesn't seem like a good idea. Like, what part of you thinks that this is a good idea? Yeah. So in library class, the centers have convened. Imogen and Tabby are in armchairs on either side with Farron, Mouse, and Noah on the couch in between because Farron, Noah, and Mouse are not real characters. This is a real scene where they're like, hey, anyone want to be on the TV show with us? And the other three characters are like, nope, we got shit to do. Yeah. And so Imogen's like, cool, me and Tabby will go be on the TV show together. Yeah, so they heard about this crazy joke from this crazy joke guy that Angela's mom was in Rally Sanitarium in Rosewood and like, can they trust a guy who lives in a train car? Mouse actually asks a good question which is is it possible this guy is actually a and Imogen's like absolutely and it's like you you showed the show nor these girls showed any sign of danger concern worry suspicion no like googling this guy or anything yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I feel like there were signs before well, she's he like, showed up to correct you that he's his preferred nomenclature is crazy Joe she says oh except for the fact that he didn't try to kill us and it's like well neither has a let's yeah. be real he hasn't He's just he's stood not around drinking our piss, yeah, or his own that we know of, yeah. So, but would that, that be sh- a violation? If someone guys drank- tweeted us, let us know. How would you feel about that? This is taking a turn. Is mm-hmm. it Gone Girl 
where she says that she stopped at the toilet when uh, the one chick yeah, came yeah, over to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the okay, pregnancy like, test. Do you really want to unpack? Do you really want perspectives on this? I'm just curious are, to know if people are if people would your, feel violated. If people are stealing your fluids for gratification. That, that if you were like dropping off your piss for like the drug test, but somebody was taking it and drinking it, how would you feel? <sighs> this is what the show has done to me, okay? This you have a case to sue <laughs> HBO Max then. Anyway, I, they're like, who wants to go to Rosewood? And the other girls are like, sorry, I have shit to do. And so they're like, all right, we'll go by ourselves. Yeah, then we just said she looked it up a few years ago. The Rally Sanitarium was converted into a hotel. Well, and she's like, I'm gonna, I've got all this like party money that was supposed to be for my mortgage, ah. but instead I'm just going to blow it all on like a fancy hotel room. What the fuck? Also, Farron mentioned at one point contributing to the party funds, right? To buy the buy the stuff. Have you paid the Farron back? Have you paid yeah. any of them back? Or is it know. Tabby? Sorry. Maybe Tabby went to get a paycheck that to, to help chip in. But like, have you paid any of these women back we for their labor? Yeah. Uh, we get the mention of Thumble and the Wee style road trip. Uh, they got they got to find somebody who knew Rosewater Rosewater's teller about. Oh, I'm sorry. Angela. Did we get into Tabby has her boss's car? Yeah. What? What the fuck is going on there? Couldn't she have just said her mom's car? I don't know. Seriously, yeah. your mom's your mom's at a real estate or or, um, or Imogen's mom's car, right? Like presumably, no. it's there's, there's, there's a around. car sitting around. That's non-operational. Yeah, but yeah. All of this fucking young people today spending their money on avocado toast and lattes and road trips to Rosewood. But um, yeah, Farron's like, uh, you know, Guffman's here to watch my talent show, so I can't go. And Mouse is like, I have a date, and they're all like, Yes, Queen. Uh, he's a teen Cole Sprouse, which is kind of ah! awkward a little bit when they reference Riverdale. And um, Mouse, or not Mouse, um, Noah calls them Mash. I'm shipping Mash, like Mouse and Ash, which is just huge. You, you can't, you can't coin that on your own show. No. You can't. Also, this is the first time at this point in the scene where I noticed this fucking hideous granny dress that Imogen is wearing. They're all hideous. Also, at the end of the the scene... Tabby says, I'm not driving off a cliff for anyone, or I've seen Thelma and Louise. And it's like, Tabby, have they seen Thelma and Louise? Because, like, I feel like you don't know why they no. drove off the cliff. No. And and I honestly don't think the people who wrote this line for her have seen this movie in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Myra Fico. She looks great in everything. Speaking of, Noah, coming home. <laughs> this is easily the best scene in the entire show. Where she's like, Mom, like I got you a job. You just have to go to rehab for 30 days. And, and her mom says, Baby, look at me. I'm doing good. And Noah says, Mom, that's just not true. And her mom just makes this frowny face like, Mwah. So I, la- I just had to pause this and laugh for like two minutes straight. I was just like laughing my ass off. It was just like, I don't think this was supposed to be as funny as it was. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, also, the actress, Elena Good. The show does not like you. The, the, yeah, those bangs. And the flat, like it's like a weird flat thing on yeah. top. But like, I looked at some some pictures from like, obviously it's a premiere, but the premiere of the show, Elena Good is like scorching hot. And I just feel bad for what she's forced to look like in this show. But uh, Noah says that, you know, she took the fall for her mom. Plus she was helping. This would be her mom's rock bottom, but it wasn't. It was, it was hers. So mom says that she's right, that she's supposed to be the one holding this family together. Noah suggests they do it together as partners. Mom agrees to go to rehab. She calls her oh, Noah Sita. Is that her full name or just like a nickname situation? 
I think it's a cute nickname. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to guess. I don't know what Noah, the name Noah is, so it, it might be just a, a cultural name that I've never heard before. But yeah, Noah lays her head down in her mom's lap. This, this honestly feels like this should be the resolution of this storyline in this episode at least. It should have had two scenes before it. It should have been the solid B or C. Like, but it it's like, like it's too easy of a resolution, though, to be like, I got you fired. No, you just have to go to rehab and then you're back. I don't know. It's just like. I, I just think it's like they should have had a they should have had a whole thing where this is the last scene for this storyline in this episode. And then the Sean stuff starts in another episode, but they're hitting the gas on this bullshit to go nowhere. Um, so in Farron's dance recital. uh with the woman from whatever the stance school we've never heard of is, uh, we see her dancing in that, that bleak ass classroom and her mom is there waving at her, everyone else <laughs> dancing in quotes. Yeah. I don't know. Are you still laughing about the thing at the, uh, I just, the panel. I don't know if you're going to cast somebody as a ballerina, maybe they should be a ballerina. Do you remember the, cause question? you can't, you can't really see her do the dance. You know, we, we saw Emily swim. We saw Hannah and Emily do their like dance routine here. It's like, just a couple shots of her arms, like, you know, waving around and a silhouette behind her and then just cut away. I just remember at the panel afterwards when someone asked about her experience of dancing, yeah. her non-answer, you cackled. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, well, because it was, wasn't it like one of those, like, I really respect. I, I really do. respect what dancers do. Yeah. Um, so Madam Whatever has noticed that, uh, you know, afterwards, Farron's like standing in judgment, uh, you know, getting critiqued and the Madam Whatever is like, you know, I know that you favor your left side as it's been injured and Kelly immediately really wants to see you next Tuesday and jumps in with like the knowledge of fairness, scoliosis. And in that case, um, she Madam, has scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. Massive, massive gnarly scar too. And in that case, Madam Whatever is even more impressed. And then I feel like this is supposed to be a joke. We cut to the opening okay, guitar of Ironic. Before we cut to that, this is another like weird like anticlimax here yeah. where it's like, oh, shit, my secret's out. Oh, wait, it was even better. Everything's fine. It's like nothing bad can ever happen to these characters. Like they just keep on having to come out ahead in life somehow. You know, like, I don't know, just the way this show seems to like sheer steer away from drama so often mm -hmm. is strange to me why would you do drama on a dramatic yeah. show um it's like they just if, want to pander to zoomers and be like look how great everything is what if at the end of the episode when she finally takes the stage to dance the lead in mm -hmm. swan lake what if zaria 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 just did hannah's dance from pll <sighs> what if her back snapped Ooh. scoliosis you know came back i don't know um well, they, yeah they speaking of pandering up? to zoomers time for like a, a reenactment of that alanis music video where they're just like going like crazy on this like i think they must be in the volume for this or something i don't know they're definitely not actually driving no um but they're just like screaming you know it's like it's carpool karaoke like what the fuck are we doing why is this this isn't earned like i don't it's, it's just like won't this be fun won't it be fun to see these two sing along to this song that uh the the writer's generation remembers but the you know target demographic definitely does not just set the show in the 90s yeah yeah just, just make the show about the parents who seemingly all the stuff actually happened to and yeah. who at least like had some like i don't know character flaws go and do a fucking show called elm street that's just about nancy's parents yeah. from nightmare on elm street yeah like whatever i mean 
I mean, we get them sing along with, you know, who would have thought it figure. Uh, and, you know, it's like it's like it's like meeting the girl of your dreams and finding out she's five. See, no one's going to get that joke. Speaking no of old references. Is that is that Donnell Logue? Yes, it is. Yeah. OK. Um, old school MTV. Uh, yeah. So we see them drive past the sign for Rosewood. Welcome to Rosewood. Picture perfect. This now. does not look like Rosewood to me. I'm just going to say I know that I was pedantic and I, I don't know which of us was going to attack the other for it because I'm never going to rest. But this is not Rosewood. Not even attempt. You could have. This is, you could have done a version where you're you're depicting the same stuff, but from a different angle, but being respectful enough to say it's the same town. But none of this is the same. Here's none of the this thing. Is right. You you could have. Okay. You can't. You can't shoot on the lot for whatever reason. You go just get like a stock shot from it's, other PLL of just like the front okay. of Rosewood for a second. You show that, and then you go inside to an interior set, and you're fine. Here's what you do because it's what PLL did. Yeah. There is the shot from Gremlins. Oh, that the that one they, stock shot of the the, the one stock shot yeah. that they use a hundred and fifty yeah. times. You show that you show Rosewood or not Rosewood, um, Radley, the Radley Sanitarium, like the one shot. Yes, you know? yes. And then you're inside a set, and you know you try to get the set to look close, but like no, they show us this like big hotel, like and this outdoor location with all these like trees around it. It's like, this is clearly not the Radley sanitarium from PLL. What are you doing? Show stop gaslighting me. There's, there's the poor man's version of things. And then there's the fucking hobos version of the shining hotel. I mean, we make fun of them, the old PLL for like their bad compositing and like six ten, you know, where like CC's looking through the window. What yeah, the yeah. fuck is this? It's like, why did you even bother? Why are you? Why are you telling us this is Rosewood? We know what Rosewood looks like. This is not it. Well, and look, look, you're listening to this and you're thinking, all right, you guys, you're you're dinosaurs, and you think it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback and mm-hmm. dunk on these guys for all their failures and their mistakes. And you know what? It's beyond easy. <laughs> it's incredibly it's easy. It's I don't know as as. People who write ourselves, like, you know, sometimes it's hard and you have to, like, it. it's hard work to, to you know, massage the writing so that it works within your constraints. But, like, you have to do it. And when you cheat and do this kind of bullshit, like, you're going to get called on it. Sorry. Those are rules. Well, and, and limitations are a good thing. Mm-hmm. I remember we had, we had, not not the name drop, we had dinner with Norman Buckley uh, towards the beginning of The Perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about some scene that was written that they couldn't do because of budget. Mm-hmm. They had to move the location. And the way they had to figure out how to move it ended up like being so much better. Yeah, you got to work with what you have. There's 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 none of that. This it's just worse in the show. Uh so inside in the lobby that's not the Radley at all, which you could have just recreated that so easily. It's a set. I mean, this is this is probably a location I think where they're shooting here because there's like ceilings and yeah. everything, but like surely whatever it costs you to go to this location you could have just done like a cheap and dirty version of the Radley set, like just like a tight shot or something, you know, I don't which know. Which would have saved money. Yeah. But also like, like you said, stock image from the show with like a LUT on it, some kind of, some kind of lighting thing, tweak the, tweak the outside of the lot of the Radley, do that inside the lobby. At least give me a fucking sign that says like presenting the grand opening of our new lobby, you know, or <laughs> sure. something. Give me something, fucking something. Yeah, now open after our remodeling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so inside Imogen's blown away because the place offers cucumber water and Tabby says that's how you know it's fancy. Again, in some of these scenes, I know she's on like a fucking like Disney Channel movie or whatever, but like give Chandler Kinney like like a sitcom. I feel like she deserves such a better show. One last mention on this fake ass hotel. Um, 
Does this look like it was a sanitarium? No. Yeah, no. Uh, so anyways, they go up to the counter and there's this like not Lucas dude behind the counter, like the major. But he's he sounds of- exactly like Lucas. It's really weird. It's it's like Lucas. Yeah, it's it's honestly super bizarre. It's like, was he trying to sound like Lucas? Is that just how he talks? As did nobody who made this show realize that that sounds exactly like Brandon Robinson? <laughs> What's well, like is fake ass Eddie Lamb later in the episode going to be like, we've got a whole room. It's just jars of Lucas's that we're growing. Yeah. But uh, the talk about fucking cliches, the like tapping the bell mm-hmm. and there's he resonance pulls it away. And then, yeah. yeah. He has to pull away. And it's like, I'm sorry. Is this it? Bronson Pincho behind the counter there or something? Seriously. Seriously. Is Trump going to walk past in the moment? Yeah. So they asked for info on the rally before it was the hotel and it was the sanitarium. The cover story is that there's students at Rosewood High doing a, a history project on the town, which I feel like in Rosewood, this would get you assassinated. He would hit a button under the counter and like the guards would take you down to the basement and beat you. Well, it's just like a person I could direct you to is Eddie Lamb. What the fuck ever. And I said, ah! Yeah. Uh, only, it's like I almost got the impression that Eddie Lamb was like a medical professional, but they're like, yeah. no, he was just some blue collar nobody who like they turned this into a hotel, so they just gave him a job as like a a bellhop or whatever. You know, <laughs> like uh, no, it's because the real Eddie Lamb was killed, mm-hmm. much like uh, uh oh shit, what's that movie with Cusack? And, uh, uh and, Point and Blank. The, no, 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 with uh, Amanda Peet. Jake oh, Busey. the whole ten yards. No, that's not it. Fuck no, the one where they're in the Jake motel. Pusey. Oh, Identity. Yes. Identity, which is yeah. a great movie. It's a great fucking movie. But it's like it's the what's his name, the guy. Um, right, the, right, the general, the, where the, he's like uh, killed the hotel guy and now he's just running the hotel it's yeah. like this isn't real Eddie Lamb the real Eddie Lamb's in the fucking freezer and this guy didn't understand what he did he just has his name tagged um, and so teenage anyway, girls just keep showing up and asking questions he has yeah. to keep answering them Eddie won't be until tomorrow morning and they're just like we'll wait in the lobby uh, or he won't give them their phone number so they're like we'll wait in the lobby and he's like um, well no because it's for guests only I don't know why he also doesn't say um you can't just stay here overnight in the lobby. You know, right. like he's going to be right. here tomorrow morning. And well, why so, don't they ask? Can you call your maintenance manager for us? Yeah, and so she's Seriously. she's like, oh well, if, if only guests can stay here, I'm going to pull out this fat wad of cash I got for that's supposed to be for my mortgage. I'm just going to put the entire stack down and be like, do you take cash? Whatever. They get a fancy like, room. And it's like another needle drop. Yes, queen. Look at this cool hotel. Like all these pan around shots as they're like jumping on the beds and eating like chocolate covered strawberries. It's just it's a weird vibe for how serious other aspects of these characters plot lines are. Not that they can't be happy or anything, but it's just like it's it's like, oh, that was another show We're we're on like the fun, happy go lucky show now. And we'll get back to that later. The the, the, you mean the, the, the major things that they bookend? Yeah episode with yeah also this big ass hotel suite also has some of that hazy gloom everything has to be hazy yeah uh the bed feels like a marshmallow i just don't think your suite needs a fucking fireplace i just chandler kenny just full on like superman's on this hotel bed yeah yeah um well you know imogen can't do that yeah yeah i was expecting her to and And then turned to be like oh wait i'm pregnant yeah she drops the pillow yeah um so the room has chocolate covered strawberries and like robes in the closet and they're fucking dorks are like robes 
Um, also, the whole time. I mean, I guess they this, come from just like a complete shithole of a town, so they've probably never been in a hotel before or like flown well, on an airplane. You know, it is a shithole of a town. Teenage girls have to sell their piss to survive. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the only thing that could save this show, even one one iota for me, is if the rest of this episode was about these girls being haunted by the ghost of Shower Harvey. Yes. I died here, so I just take baths forever. I can't get the shower to turn on. <laughs> she 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 perished on a night. Or it's like she's trying to tonight. take a bath, but like the the shower keeps turning on instead. <laughs> you need to shower instead like, of playing in it's a like pool. Like what the fuck film? turns the knobs? You know, like yanks the knob off the thing and it keeps going. It's like the ring or something where it keeps turning on. Does this bathroom look feral to you? Uh, so they cut they cut to Imogen and Tabby laying on the bed, hair up in towels, face masks on, wearing robes, eating those chocolate covered strawberries. I think they're going to be charged for those, right? Did oh, they have to yeah, put a are. credit card down for incidentals? I, I mean, don't think you. I, I feel like you would have taken ID since they just told you. Yeah, high I'm pretty girls. sure you need to like be of a certain age to get a hotel. Also, whatever. You just said you're Rosewood High students, mm-hmm. so you presumably live in town. But you're like one. Well, I mean, maybe there's some extra cash for him or something. But yeah, are they are they putting a card down for incidentals here? That's what I'd like to know. Anyways, uh, they, they they cheers on those strawberries as they clink them. Yeah, back to Millwood. Uh, Sean shows up at the door to talk to Noah's mom, and is just like kind of an asshole. He's just like, "You suck. You're ruining your daughter's life. Look what you made her do." and take the fall for your drug habit uh, they it's like another thing where they open the door and it's like we see them through the mirror i don't know what we're doing here well later we'll have a scene where we get the reflection of noah in the mirror yeah. uh, whatever anyways this this seems a little uh mind your own business sean right he comes yeah, on I pretty kept, strong i just kept thinking like why is sean I kept expecting him Why to like he... reveal that A made him do this or something, you know. This it feels like something you'd have to be coerced into doing, but no, he did Again, this of his looking, own free will. I'm looking at Sean suspiciously. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at Junk Ball Pizza at night, the place has definitely got the look of one of those old pizza places that has never updated its furniture. Um, Farron's getting pizza for parents. Uh, my boy Zeke says he's sorry he wasn't there since you know he had to work in the mines Zeke, or whatever. Zeke wasn't working. It's, it's Monday Night Football, man. <laughs> it's just like Farron. Here's the deal: I can watch you dance anytime. Right. The Ravens and the the Eagles only play twice a year, you know, or the or sorry, the Ravens and the Steelers only play twice a year. So that that's got to take precedence for me. He just pulls her close, gives her a, a nice firm hug, whispers in her ear, "Are you ready for some football?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Corey says that, you know, she knew her daughter would do great from the moment she took her first steps. Corey says that she that, that she showed everyone that today, including that Beasley trash who brought up the scoliosis. I I did laugh at the line delivery of Farron being like, that's just Kelly being Kelly or Karen. Take your pick. Like, that was pretty funny. But, uh, but yes, indeed. Take our pick, because what's the difference, really? Yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere interesting with this. Yeah. Corey suggests that now that Farron is older, maybe they should do something about the scar. She's even found a plastic surgeon here in town. Here in town, would you go to a Millwood plastic surgeon? <laughs> no. I ask you. I ask you. I ask you. Would you go to a fucking local? Ninety five percent of that plastic surgeon's like clientele is like like local strippers, right? I mean, that or like. The guy who fixed Jack Napier's face in the 1989 <laughs> Batman, like, uh, you are my number one guy. That's Jack Palance, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish we talked like Jack Palance. What a what a what a loss. Anyway, so Zeke doesn't 
like this being brought up again, but Farron wants the consultation. If you can get rid of the scar, it'll be one last asterisk by her name. Uh, she doesn't want to be seen as the good dancer, you know, considering her scoliosis. And Zeke wants it to be Farron's decision. But Corey's already made the appointment for tomorrow morning. He says, Mother knows best. My boy Zeke just pounds that yingling. He's just like, he, what the fuck ever, man. <laughs> and I think you can see how this marriage fell apart. Yeah, yeah, really. Because <laughs> Zeke does not seem like a bad guy at all i mean does he have like low ambitions maybe is he like not the guy who's gonna like raise his voice and like put his foot down but he never seems i don't know like like maybe he's a weak dad i i I feel like we just haven't got enough of him to even make that call like i don't know he's silently drink that yingling he just likes to watch espn and like work at the mine and i respect it Mm. um anyways back to fake rosewood here they're still up after like gorging themselves. No, they're um, going to be in the bathroom vomiting up all those chocolate yeah. covered strawberries. And this is this is another just kind of weird thing for me is like they're like, oh, do you want to go out? And, you know, because I guess it's probably like only like the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, Imogen's like, actually, like I kind of want to stay in. She's like, but you should totally go out on a night on town by yourself. Like you should you this like sixteen year old teenager should totally go out alone and see that. In a well, that's mouse. I'm assuming that the tabby's at least 16, but she's like, You should go out in the city you're not familiar with by yourself at night, you know? It's a yeah, totally we, good idea. Just, After what we just kind of bonded we've just over, shared, yeah, 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 totally go and, and, out and have and have you know some me time. Women's safety is always threatened in public, but absolutely out into the jungle with you. So yeah. tabby's like, Oh, I'll go do something geeky, like go to a bookstore, movie theater, or whatever. So she's like, Okay, which, which like. I respect what they do with the Tabby storyline, but again, considering where the episode goes, it kind of feels like this should almost be more about Imogen. It should be about her getting to the point where she can share her story. But I it's not. Yes, yeah, no. It's not. It's it's. I mean, Imogen's not a great character, but you're not doing her any. Whatever. Mm-hmm. No one's no one's doing being done any yeah. favors. Bowling. Bowling again, date. Another needle drop pop song. Yay! This is so much fun. We're having a good time until. Uh, Mouse looks over and sees that creepy fucking Steve guy is like a few lanes down, like watching her. Oh, Ugh. hold on, hold on. Can we talk about this outfit? Do we have to? Mouse is dressed like Harley Quinn would would have dressed if she had only 1970s suburban patterns to use. I guess. I mean, also this montage of these two bowling, which is supposed to look cute. This is the first time I've not found this couple cute because it's like, just it's like bizarre. it feels like it's trying too hard they look know. like they're on euphoria drugs yeah yeah also you don't normally stand this close to others while you're bowling that's kind of a faux pas they just have to show that this is like the greatest bowling date ever until creepy steve walks by and stares at her and so she sends ash off to like get her some nachos because she's like suddenly she didn't see a spare and, and you know or i almost picked up that spare or something uh, so she's going to go talk to this guy and, and reiterate again. Hey, this isn't cool. He calls her Rachel. He's like, Oh, what a nice coincidence, Rachel or whatever. And uh, she's like, you know, you stop calling me that. I'm not Rachel. I'll never be your daughter. And he's like, look, I'm sorry that she was taken from you. I wanted to help you to comfort you, but now that's over and you stay away from me. Okay. And then he's like, Oh, look, here comes your friend. Um, and it's like this creepy thing where Ash comes over and he's, he's uh, Ash is like, who is this? And this guy's like, I'm her dad. I'm Mouse's dad. And because well, Ash says her name too. Yeah. And and uh, 
at or it's not not ash um mouse is just like she has to go with it she's like mm-hmm. right it's a long story but can we get out of here it's like well, it's, it's clear ash can tell that like she's creeped out by this guy you know it's it's played comedically where she's like well this is obviously a very long and involved story but i would like to leave without without even acknowledging my supposed father here and i wanted this steve guy if nothing else to be like what the fuck your name is mouse really <laughs> um yeah so steve just watches him go and then ash i mean this this if i was ash this would be the only thing I'd talk about in the car ride. Like, oh, I'd be like, like, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, I mean, I he, guess, I guess, hurting you? Is he bothering you? I guess if she's saying, no, that really is my dad and it's complicated, that kind of like, maybe you're kind of like, okay, I got it. Sure. I don't know yeah. that it's played. I, I get what you're saying, like, just if you're reading the transcript. Yeah. But I don't get it. It's, I think it's played that way. I mean, good on Ash for not pushing, but it seems like you would have a follow up at least. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Noah comes home. Her mom is ready to pounce. Again, I hate how they fucking decorate and light it's, literally around these homes. This, this, this. I know that I know that they're portraying Noah's mom in her house like she's supposed to be on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. But they sometimes make this place look like this is where you would go to cook heroin. Well, because she's poor, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Noah's mom is just like Sean came over. He told me all this shit. Noah is just like not even a smidgen like. I didn't tell him to do that or anything. She's just like, oh, good. He's sticking up for me. Like, I don't know. I found her reaction to this a little bit weird. Like, she's not at all mad at Sean for going behind her back or anything. No, not not even really, like, when they actually have a scene together next. She's not even really that mad at it. Yeah. So, it's it's like like they're trying to jump a thousand yards to some kind of pseudo Haleb place yeah so the mom is just like i'm not doing anything you know i'm not asking anymore you matter of fact i went and got a job of my own i don't need rehab i'm just gonna work at that pizza place even though i was a nurse you yeah know, I was a like, nurse. So you don't have to concern yourself with me ever again she like stomps off and other than the fact that we're like well that sucked we're gonna clearly have to pack up all our stuff because we can't afford to live here anymore i work at a pizza yeah. place mm-hmm. um ezra's books it's an easter egg get it it's that not really. It looks like Rosewood. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could say Ezra opened a bookstore or something. He's like, I want to open a bookstore that has the worst lighting. I really, truly want people to just not feel welcome when they come into my bookstore. I want them to I, be looking at the shelves and not be able to read the books. I, I, I want, yeah, I don't want them to be able to actually read the spines of the books they might be buying and i want the lighting to p- be perceived as if ken de Laurentiis spray is what decorated the place uh so she picks up a copy of men women and chainsaws can you say what's on the shelf that she's perusing Please. i see the ballad of songbird and snakes i see legend i see 1984 there's this like chainsaw like film theory book i believe that's fahrenheit 9-11 um let's see what else we got here um with the watchman an Agatha Christie novel? Like, what kind There's of no shelf is There's no fucking rhyme or reason yeah. to the shelf. Yeah, this is a real Ezra thing. Let's just vomit some books onto a shelf. Mm-hmm. Here you go. This is what's in my fucking bathroom. Um, yeah, so she picks up a copy of Men, Women, and Chainsaws, which is a real book from the 90s. And some bro in a Rosewood High Letterman jacket starts chatting her up. And... She says it's her Bible. Yeah. And he's, he's like, uh, hitting on her, asking her if she wants, like, you can tell she doesn't go to Rosewood. So she says, oh, I'm from Millwood. And he's like, oh. He's like, sh- that shithole? Yeah. I should probably talk slower then. He's like, let me buy you a coffee and show you around. And then it like, we kind of get another like, you know, happy pop song montage of them 
having coffee and like having a good time and then in his car and they're making out and then it's too hot and heavy for her. So she tells him to stop, but he like keeps going. She can't unlock the door. And then it like flashes back. Oh, that was all in Tabby's head. She just imagined, you know, how this night could go wrong. And so instead she's like, no thanks, but no thanks. And then I think the twist that this guy's like, okay, have a nice night. And he just like walks off. Yeah. Like he's just nice as pie. It's like Mm -hmm. the, the weird twist, but she's, Uh, She's obviously, you know, emotionally scarred, uh, so she can't, you know, enjoy what could have been a pleasant night because of her trauma. Yeah, with that vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Imogen's having a glamorous night with the vending machine. She stops a cleaning lady and asks her if she knows Eddie Lamb and then smiles like a psycho when she gets some her, kind of information. She does like a weird eyebrow waggle when the lady turns around. It's like, like as though like Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap just like like I got Chessie to like agree to some new hijinks or something. Like, what is this weird look? It's like, you're not conspiring with anyone. You just asked a cleaning lady if she knew someone, you know, like yeah. somebody giving that look of like, I don't know what you think is going on here, but go away. I'm sorry. The clean lady's look was literally like, are you talking to me? Yeah. And, 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 and Imogen's like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're my hookup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the high school, Kelly's on stage still, stretch stretching what the fuck time is it kelly how long 834 okay um she gets a text from the from unknown that says kelly or karen question mark and she hears a noise like someone is there she assumes it's henry because of the costume as this costume person chases her around with a knife up the middle of the i'm not scared through any of this because why would you be a clearly only kills people who don't matter like there was not a a single ounce of me who was like oh no is kelly gonna get it it's like no of course she's not this is just a is gonna run around scare her and then like go you know mysteriously vanish so she eventually like corners her in a stairwell and she's starts saying i'm kelly i'm kelly i'm kelly like oh she's answering whether she's kelly or karen and so like I don't know, A accepts that. Like, I guess we're supposed to believe that maybe A was like, wait a minute, did I kill the wrong one? I went, I meant to kill the mean one. I better go find out if I killed the right one or not. Like, I guess that's the point of this scene. Yeah, yeah. I wrote down after this scene, super, super, super Dark Horse candidate, my boy Zeke. But... What, is Zeke? Why would he? Why? why? Only because... She makes a throwaway comment about Kelly or Karen and the, the pizza place. Oh, I don't know okay. who the fuck else it could be because it's so poorly set up. Yeah. Um, so in the hotel room at the Radley, Imogen wakes up as Tabby comes back. Tabby says that her night was uneventful, even though that's a lie. And Imogen says I mean, her night it, was... Yes and no, it was, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's she says it, like, pregnant with me. like, emotionally eventful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Imogen says that her night was unexpectedly productive and that she spoke of Eddie Lamb. So much fucking talking to people off screen or screen, on phone calls. Yeah. Well, so, it couldn't just be like, hey, I found out where Eddie Lamb gets breakfast. We'll meet him there tomorrow. It's like, no, I spoke with him somehow yeah, and yeah. we'll meet him for breakfast. Even though he's, he was going to come to work yeah. the next day anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, the affect that Bailey Madison uses sometimes... With, with Imogen, where she says things in this weird pause that comes off like she's drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really thought Imogen was hammered for part of this scene. Um, so it turns out, yeah, it's orderly, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so title card Wednesday. Uh, Farron's in a hospital gown. Another uh, off screen situation is about to happen here because we see Farron in a hospital gown, like waiting for her consultation or something. I don't know why she'd need to be in a hospital gown for this, but sure, whatever. Also, the big weird horror music ramping up in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. 
And then it like cuts to the waiting room where she walks out. She's dressed again. What did Dr. Creed say? Um, and it's time for her to like give her mom the business. She's like, oh, about the surgery? You mean surgeries, by the way? Like plural, plural and very, very invasive. invasive. Like, what are we talking about here? Like getting rid of a scar, like plastic surgery? Like, I don't like I don't know why that would be very invasive, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I watched a bunch of seasons of Nip Tuck. I never yeah. got that impression. But she's like, oh, and I was just listening to go on and on about how grueling the process would be. And it's like, maybe we should have seen that scene. I don't know. I feel like they like didn't trust. Maybe they didn't trust their own writing or maybe they didn't trust the acting to like have her. Like you could imagine a scene where it's her sitting there listening to like this long involved plan to get rid of the scar and just like having this like epiphany, you know, like that would require some acting to communicate like, oh, I'm suddenly like having this like whole moment where I don't know what I'm doing and like why I'm doing this, you know, and it's clearly not something I want. It's something my mom wants, but she can't actually act that in the moment. She just has to come back and tell us this is what happened in that scene. And now I'm really mad at you because this is what you want, not what I want. And why can't I just be beautiful for myself? When you say I should get rid of scar, you make me feel like I'm not beautiful. It's, it's so just like direct and on the nose. It's just, come on. Is this what we want these days? We just we, no subtlety or anything at all. Well, and, and the line that I feel like is is meant to reference any kind of physical imperfection or perceived physical mm-hmm. imperfection or disability. Just that the if I can live with it, why can't you? Why can't you accept me? Um, yeah. So parent tears, tears in her mom obsession with appearances. Mom thinks she's building her up. She's doing the opposite. I I, I feel like they feel like they're doing a really important storyline and giving her it, this just meet the chew. But I feel like know. I like saw like better in like a like a health video I watched in high school. You know, like yeah, that's what this is giving. Uh, Corey says that she, everything she's done for has been for Farron. That they quote unquote will tear Farron down. And Farron says that only her mom has been doing that. Was the initial surgery when she was eight even necessary? Mom says yes. Doctor said it had to happen. Farron says it's her body. Her mom has to be okay with that or not. Farron doesn't care anymore, and she storms off. This feels like gross wait, waiting room, like too. Weird fake manufactured drama. I don't know. There, uh, there's a way you could have set up this goliosis storyline and like having her take you know pain pills constantly and like having her like suffer side effects from that and like like but that's like you have to commit to that. You have to like give real screen time to that. And like treat Farron like a real character, not just somebody there who like just says like quips and is like over, you know, the plot of the show. Also, I'm just going to say for a good deal of spinal fusion, Sally, you're not dancing. After yeah, I, she, they said they like fuse two vertebrae. Sure, whatever. Um, um, I mean, like with spinal fusion, like you're not supposed to ride a bike afterward. Like you're not supposed to run. Yeah. That much. All right. Let's you talk know. about fake ass Eddie Lamb here. They, also, the, the savage shot of non-rally as, as if it's a jury, some hotel and jury part of upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. This is insulting, this fake Eddie Lamb. This is the most insulting thing. I mean, he looks much older, for one. He's seen some shit. Yeah. Uh, let me get this. The, the real actor. It's Reggie. I'm trying to find his last name here. Let me see if I can find him. Did uh, season two Reggie Austin. Carter. That's right. And then disappeared. Yeah. No, he's he's on other stuff. But like I, I guess they just couldn't get him or something. To me, like if you can't get the actor, you don't. You, you just do something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like recasting this like non Eddie Lamb guy is just so dumb. And he's like, oh, I happen to have the logbook from Radley from twenty two years ago. Just in okay. case you guys wanted to look and see who was like signing but in that year. Do you remember the end of Eddie Lamb on Were the you, show? 
he runs into Arya and like makes a phone call and then off screen she murders him. Yeah, I remember that. And he ends up in the, the bin of sin or whatever. Yeah. But like they're just like, oh, after the rally became a hotel, why did you stay on? And he's just like, I had a mortgage. It's like, what the f- who what the fuck is this? This is not the same character at all. Mm-hmm. At all. You couldn't just I, I mean, go work at the hospital. <laughs> like Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We 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 established that Allison and uh Archer Dunhill had a real hospital that was presumably built nearby. Archer Dunhill, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so they when they go through it. The, the log book, they see that Rose Waters is visited by an A water several times. Why does he have this log book? Come on. Come on. I feel like they watched a scene of Eddie Lamb on PLL and they were like, this guy's a weird institutional fetishist or whatever. This log book appears to cover like seven months. So yeah. you're telling me that like maybe 25 people visited Radley over a course of seven months? Yeah. Okay, show. Well, but just say we have a storeroom that's filled with some old Radley stuff or whatever, which we yeah. saw on PLL. Yeah, they I know. Uh, no, they just have to have it handed to them. So the, I just the, they don't they don't they didn't understand who this character was. So the main detail here, we we learn a couple of things. There's Rose Waters uh, was signed in to be visited by an A Waters multiple times, um, but like the writing is different. So it's like clearly like s- several you know, people coming to visit and using the name a waters and ta- uh, Imogen shows a picture of their moms to Eddie, fake Eddie lamb. And he's like, yep, that's them. That's who came to visit uh, Rose waters. Also on a personal note, when he admires Tabby for catching the different signatures, she tosses off shades, shades of vertigo. vertigo. So casually that means nothing because that's not an accurate reference to the movie vertigo whatsoever. Tabby shades Tabby. of movie reference. Tabby. Yeah, seriously, it, it might have been like shades of like when the the TNG scripts would just have tech yeah. in the thing, and then their their supervisor had to come in and supply mm-hmm. something on set. Like she might as well just said shades of movie reference. They can't uh, even take this character, this this fake Eddie Lamb, to the point where he can make some kind of cute comment or acknowledge that it's charming that another set of teen girls is asking yeah, him questions yeah. about the past. <laughs> he can't pass the baton at all. <laughs> so angry, I'm choking up about it. Um, and then he mentions they're like, Oh, why did Rose Waters try to kill a bunch of people? And he's like, Well, she had a psychotic break after her daughter was uh raped and then immediately killed herself afterwards. And they're like, What? I feel like they're they're trying to make some sort of connection here. Like Angela Waters was raped too, just like us, but it I don't know. It's twenty three years later. Oh, and it's also it's What's six episodes on? into the show, and you, you just reveal that these two characters got raped, and then you're revealing another character got raped too. It's like there sure is a lot of rape going on on this show. This doesn't seem like a show that's making a meta comment about society. I think it thinks it is. But no, it yeah. thinks it's important TV. Um, so important that like three of the six major characters on the show were raped. Yeah, because they, so, they just really wanted to treat it delicately and you know find interesting new ways to develop female characters. For the next part. I would love it if you could just bleep it out so we don't have to actually name the other show. But uh, uh, what happened is that some of the patients were sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy in Riverdale. Um, but others, like Rose, were released, bust out of town. Right on. LOL. Um, it was just like Rosewood putting the mentally ill on one of those ghost buses and sending the fuck out of town. <laughs> uh, so she asked, you know, about the attack in high school you mentioned. Um, He's just wait. So Eddie Lamb says that according to Rose, you know, 
the, the sexual assault happened right before right before she jumped to her death. He is just way too matter of fact as he's telling these teenage Why girls these grisly details. Why would he know details. that too? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, I guess it's implied that he talked to Rose. I guess, yeah. But I mean, it's like here's what the real thing is: if a teenage girl came up to you, would you feel comfortable just giving her grisly details like this? Yeah. But the, um, I don't know. They just had this look like fascinating new clue she was raped too how cool um, tabby do you understand what this means this is another connection between our moms especially my mom and angela waters we've just learned this brilliant new clue yeah so back at high school farron gets a text not even signed by a just unknown the scars go deeper than they think yours and angela's Corey did wrong by both of you check your locker so she goes to her locker and there's like this old ass like medical report where we see there's a note from the doctor advising not to give her the surgery. The doctor advises against it, and the likelihood that the patient uh, outgrowing their condition is significant enough to delay an invasive corrective procedure. And we see that uh, we get like the quick flashback to her in the brace. We see that they like uh, fused did a uh, spinal fusion at the parents' request. So like her mom like demanded they do this against doctor's wishes. I just wrote in my notes that I, I wish that after she got the text, Farron just like eye rolled and yeah. walked off. This, this I just think it's line. funny that Farron immediately goes to see Madame Geary. Like, I don't know why everyone's running to Madame Geary to like unload their new shit. You know? Also, Madame Geary has proved to be nothing short of a stone cold racist bitch to you. I, yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing with that character. Um, anyways, what is the what is the authoritative S&M power structure that these dance instructors have over these young women. Kelly Beasley has dropped out of Swan Lake again. Yeah. So you're back. You're back in the, the, the role we've given you three times now. God, who oh, could sorry. fucking care? Sorry. I know you had spinal fusion surgery a few years ago, but we're going to fucking yo-yo you right back yeah. into this shit. So uh, I, and I can have your costume altered. And it's like this big moment for Farron where she kind of gets this big look on her face. And she's like, I do know the part, Madam Geary. And I'll dance it, but you don't need to alter my costume. I'm good. It's like, wow, how empowering. Because no one's actually going to see it on the stage, yeah. the lighting we use. Also, how many people are really expecting to see Swan Lake besides yeah. our families? So, uh, school. Yeah, school hallway, Noah and Sean. Sean is just like, sorry about that. Noah's just like, it's totally cool, actually. Yeah. I'm not yeah. it, I'm not in the slightest bit mad at you just like coming over and getting in my family business without even like asking me about it first. Well, plus there's a reflection of no in there from mm-hmm. the trophy case there. But like if if Sean can do this with no repercussions of the other, he's not a character. Yeah. He he might as well be her purse. Yeah, and basically. She's just can, like, no, it's the right thing to do. I can't enable her anymore. I mean, like PLL was great for having the, 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 the liars like shut out their significant male others, but like they were still characters in their own. Story it was something lives. they had to deal with. You know? yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever. So she can't keep fucking enabling her mom. She says, um, "Dance class." There's a a, a Spider Man turn off the dark reference. Like, who is that joke for? Besides us, you know? do you not do you, do you not know who this ten year old theater joke is for? A theater nerds only. I mean, well, here's why. To me, it's especially gross. Mm-hmm. You write one of the writers of the book for Spider Man Turn Off the Dark is Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. There is a book. Yeah, that's what you call the story. The oh, right. Okay. Part of the thing is the book. Whatever. Um, he wrote the book, or he was one of the writers on the book for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Give himself a little shout out. Yeah. A little, okay. little, give himself a little, little, little handy. 
for our amusement here. But yeah, so Henry makes this 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 reference to like the there wasn't that many cast changes in that play. There was just a lot of people falling to their death or whatever. Like this this would make no sense for teenagers to make this comment. No. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Anyways, he congratulates her and she's not nervous, not even a bit, but she needs a favor. Uh she's updating her bio for the board and she wants a new picture to go with it. Will you take it for me? What, why is the scene even there? Um, we needed an origin of who takes the photo. For the yeah, I guess. So, Riley Hotel Room, there's a fireplace. Give me a break. Uh, Imogen's in a robe after a bath. Tammy says that, you know, Eddie said there were five A Waters logins, but by her count, there are actually six. Yeah, she took a picture of the logbook. There's actually six different A Waters signatures here. Dum, dum, bum. So, what does that mean? Maybe the other person is A or something. I love that they just had this whole recap, you know, but then who's the sixth person? So we have a mystery person out there who visited Angela's mom at the Radley as A. Waters. Yes. And scrolling forward, Angela, before she died, was, yeah, you know, they don't, they don't even want to say the word. There, there's, there's, Poor Angela like for, Waters. There for three seconds, there's a surprisingly touching moment in this truly insensitive show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Imogen says that her story is similar to Tabby's. Uh, it happened the same night as Karen's party back in March. After she took Tyler's phone, we see some in flashbacks where she grabbed a bottle of vodka on her way out the door. She went to the beach, woke up the next morning in pain with her underwear gone, blown her dress, bun in the oven. Tabby asks if she has any idea who That was, was the night she got pregnant, she says. Yeah. Imogen shakes her head. No. And Tabby hugs her and holds her. Um, again, like I said, I feel like by starting with Tabby's story, which then ended with the question to Imogen and Imogen saying, I'm not ready to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You should have had something where we saw something where we see the Imogen's ice processing. cracking. Yeah. yeah. And she's getting, but it just, again, it feels like we have another sequence where again, a woman of color is comforting the white girl. Um, and this is where I, I, I literally wrote here before the episode revealed it, that unfortunately prevalent sexual assault is shows like narrative cohesion and simplicity. They want to make sense of things, which you don't get in real life. So I'm assuming that it's, it's a TV show. We're going to argue that's the same perpetrator. Well, I think she, which, she which says something like that, right? Eventually, yes. Yes, but I wrote this right before that. Mm-hmm. But then presumably it's Chip, Sean, or Greg. So Tabby says, do you think it could have been the same guy? And even Jen's like, maybe. I can't believe I can say this, but I'm ready to go home. I feel like we're getting closer to something, Tabby. Closer to who A is. God, who gives a shit? Um, but yeah. Tabby says me so, too, but no, you are not. So who do you have? Uh, Chip, Sean, or Greg? Greg, yeah, sure. They're the three prominent male cast members who were at the party. Of the teenagers, and, I guess, yeah. And are all aware of or present at the bonfire. And the fact that they mentioned Chip's name so many times in Tabby's story is highly sus. So cut to uh, Noah's mom getting like some drugs from her drug dealer and she looks kind of regretful. It's, she's like smoking on a cigarette, but she still pays for the drugs. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Good job, though. For the first time, I think you guys accurately captured what the back of a pizza place looks like. <laughs> well done. So it's um, all the the other sinners are here at, at um, Farron's like recital ballet thing or whatever. And they're all like, they're all just like, wow, Slay Queen, your bio is amazing. Yeah, look like, at the cast board, yeah. Yeah, like how it was super intense, like good job of her, I'm so proud of her, whatever. 
Well, and, our, 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 our Karen, our, our Imogen mm-hmm. proclaims that she's so proud of Farron and good for her. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe afterwards we can take her out to pizza, that pizza which, place we go to every day. Which, like, like, wouldn't Noah and Mouse be like, or I mean, like, wouldn't like Noah be like, fuck no, my mom works there now. Yeah. Never yeah. going there again. Yeah. Yes. So then Corey, uh, Farron's mom, comes in and uh, just as the girls leave and she sees the new bio and it's, Farron is taking a picture like from behind, you know, showing like the scar on her back. And it uh, it says this thing, the mother, like in the little text underneath the bio says the mother wound against the wishes of my doctors, my father and myself. My mother chose a surgery for me. I didn't need and an unrelenting quest for perfection tonight. I dance for all the girls who have been scarred inside and out. Burn. Gotcha, mom. And the mom sees this and it's just like flips the fuck out. She's like completely discombobulated and like runs away. Screams in agony. Screams yeah. like she's on CGI fire. But like... Uh, Henry's I, I a get, sophomore, according to this. The moment you're building, I get it, but like, Madam Jerry would have been like, hey, Farron, normally just, just to say like, where you danced previously. Like, they're usually two sentences long. I think they spelled principal wrong here. Henry, it says he's a six-year-old sophomore starring as the principal role of Prince uh, Siegfried, but principal is spelled... Like P R I N C I P A L, not P L E. You spelled diagnosis wrong. Yeah. Uh, so inside, Noah finds the coach when they're taking their seats and says that she would like to join the track team, but it's not too late. Well, this the is after is like, Corey's gone out to her car and is like crying and breaking down for some reason. Yeah. And the coach is like, sure, be there tomorrow at 5 30 a.m. And then Noah's like, no thanks. Bye. <laughs> I know. It's like 5 30. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, but yeah like the Corey Bryant here I just I feel like that's not the reaction you'd get from a mom who they've portrayed as like always just being kind of like this power mom like in control you know like wanting perfection of everything like for her to just like break down like that seems weird to me like no just, no they're 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 saying that all moms either implode or explode yeah so it's like fuck what's gonna happen to like mouse's moms Mm -hmm. i'm very concerned here uh meanwhile imogen tabby and mouse are laughing about something in their seats and then mouse looks over and sees that steve is sitting there in the audience just watching a little bit of uh creepily watching her i'm giving it way too much credit a little bit of bruno at the tennis match and strangers on a train but not exactly it's like maybe the one shot that i've seen in six episodes of this show that almost seems like it's constructed cleverly but maybe because it is such a Hitchcock ripoff. I don't know. But Noah comes back asking, like, what did I miss? And Mouse is spooked, but says nothing. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's not that Tabby and Imogen don't have a lot of heavy shit that they're carrying around, their own scars. But it's like some of the shit, it's like Mouse and Noah are really pushing some, like, traumatic pianos upstairs. Like, did we need to give them all these traumatic backstories? I don't know. I just... I don't think that's really what you want in your Pretty Little Liar show. I know this is a spinoff or whatever, but like, well, not I don't think they really understand. Like, this, cause, I mean, this let's be real. This wasn't a PLL show. They just put the name on it. You know, like, yeah, I don't think yeah. these writers understand like what one goes to PLL for. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's the weakest fucking iteration of a quote unquote slasher TV show too. Yeah, it's a slasher TV show. Where the slasher never kills anyone unless they like, looked don't at, matter by the, the way, plot at all. I looked at the original Sin Reddit. That is oh, all trash. phony baloney. Yeah. It's phony baloney. The there's a every couple of days there's a thread from somebody being like, "Well, oh, do you prefer this show or the original?" And then like these fake comments are like, 
oh, I think Original Sin is way better. It's a slasher show, and I'm really into that. Everyone keeps saying, I love the slasher aesthetics. Like, have you seen even Scream? Like, what name the slasher movies you've seen? Sorry to be that guy, but, like, I'm going to be that guy. Like, have you actually seen any of the movies that this show is supposedly, like, doing a pastiche of? And also just define in your Reddit post what the slasher aesthetic that you're ascribing to is. Anyway, backstage... Baron's peeking around the corner like she's just fucking giddy to like see her mom's reaction, staring at the crowd. We can see her scar there, which I again I doubt you, you will see on stage. See scar there. But I feel like Henry's like I had to go get a special lens to capture it for the cast photo. But um, the they kiss a little, and then she, you know he doesn't say break a leg or whatever. Um, she goes out and like it's like she starts to do the dance kind of, but we don't really see her do the dance because she's not a ballerina whatever yeah so cut to the lobby after the show Farron's getting praise from the sinners while henry watches they're telling her how great she was tabby has to make a reference to center stage because of course she does then the show gets better because my boy zeke comes running in telling her she needs to grab her shit so they can go because her mom dad what's wrong overtime babe (laughs) this game is important okay i know the playoffs are eight games away but whoever wins this one they're gonna be two up in the division I have 200 bucks on this game. (laughs) That buys a lot of junk ball pizza, which is the only thing anyone eats in this town other than Subway. Like this town has a Subway. You got to see this. Lamar Jackson is going off tonight. He's got five touchdowns. This is history. I am am betting $200 and five jars of your fresh hot piss. Got the Ravens and the over. There's a real underground piss market in this town. (laughs) Anyway. So, mom was in an accident. Farron seems stunned. Whatever. Because, again, of course, your mom would make it about her again. Um, so, we all know the mom's, like, she's going to be in, like, a TV show accident where she's, like, fine, right? It's not, like, it's not like the mom's going to be dead or anything like that. No. You know? I mean, I guess if they wanted to get poetic, they could be like, she has scoliosis now somehow. <laughs> her spine is a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this I mean, it's like first... a driving the car or something. My first thought I'll fuck was up your just... spine, bitch. <laughs> my first thought was actually that uh, before they rush out of there in a panic, Farron would lean over to Noah and kind of elbow her playfully and be like, hey, at least my your mom will be treating her, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's scars. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to know who the rapist is? I, I just I, I, I just don't think it's good for us to like do another four episodes of being like new theory on the rapist like it just ugh. rapist update yeah. yeah hold on i've got a cat doing something crazy all right well while you're talking to your cat um i guess i will say this um next episode is called carnival souls we'll be back next week to talk about that uh go pre-order uh the book i don't think i told you how to do that yet you can go to amazon trouble takes the holidays the name of the book or you can go to my name is trouble.com find links there uh, if you don't want to know who the rapist is, because you're, you know, spoiler reverse, um, you can just end the podcast now. Is that fair to say, Marco? Sure, sure. Okay. Right. Three, it's, two, one. It's Chip. Of course it's Chip. Now, you okay. might be wondering which Chip, but like the, the real Chip. Okay. Yeah. The one who's been staring longly. At the Tabby, one who's the been one like who... obviously creepy ever since they introduced this plot line. Yeah. Who and, they conveniently like... said was like knew she was going to the woods. I'm not yeah. sure how the Imogen thing really ties into that, but whatever he sh- i mean again it, it has been because he shows up at the party with tabby 
and witnesses some of the stuff. But yeah, the I think the other big clue is is the way he seems to want credit for the unopened beer that he hands. I mean, I her. guess you could call that a clue, or yeah, I don't know. I just well, I mean, as far as as far as what crumbs this show throws out, yeah, okay, but whatever, right? Fucking now we get chip. to study how how poorly they reveal, you know, regardless of the crime, a perpetrator. Yeah. So is 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 Pleatherface and Chip two different characters? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's because um, I mean, like I was to say, if you have Pleatherface, who's just like, I'm looking for justice for Angela Waters. Also, I'm a hardened sex criminal. Yeah. That's weird. That's I mean, it's weirder than I just don't think weird. these two things really belong in the same show together. You know, nope. Nope. I, don't know. I, I just keep thinking audience? like the pilot to Veronica Mars. Like it's so. I don't know. It's it's so direct about its intention. You know, Veronica Mars has a voiceover. You want to know how I got raped? So do I. And it's just like, boom, it's like it's right there, right from the pilot. It says, hey, this is what you know, this is going to be one of the things that the show is about. And I feel like that's like way more respectful of the subject matter than this show is like treating it like a, you know, like some thing that they don't even reveal till halfway through the story. It's like this like big plot twist, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and all three of the original seasons of Veronica Mars, which all feature sexual assault prominently, mm-hmm. like are all compared to this much more sensitive and, and true yeah, that's to like their 15 characters. years ago too. Yeah. Yeah. We're, why is it what's his name is it is it rob thomas why isn't yeah what is that guy doing lately why isn't he doing PLL original sin and trying to why google isn't, him why and... isn't he meeting roberto aguirre sacasa in the town square at noon and only one of them can walk away aren't they gonna make like a party down yeah they're supposed to be working something. on it yeah the only thing is you're not getting lizzie kaplan sadly right 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 i'm right yeah that's like actually happening or something right no yeah. which is a shame because she's a huge core ingredient yeah. to that and why it works. I mean, maybe they could get like a cameo from her, maybe, you know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I don't really see I don't know. It's new. I don't want to watch The Office if you only got Jim. <laughs> and not Pam. Like Pam yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like he has anything recently. Lost Boys TV movie. That's beneath him. Yeah. And and there's he's he's definitely Why can't that him. guy get more shows? No, that Ron guy made good shows. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, give him whatever the budget was for this, which mm-hmm. couldn't have been a lot, and just be like, give us ten episodes. What do you got? I need to go watch that four season again. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. All right. That's the episode. Peace. Peace.